Well, what is up, podcast universe? This is a Not Allowed Podcast, and I'm your host, Ryan. This is a place where each week we take a deep dive into Jesus's hot take on faith, church, and pop culture. Well, we got the whole team back today. We got Jared, Heather, and Carissa with us. So Heather is here to keep us on track and not... Last episode <laughs> wow. uh, yeah, if you haven't listened to the last episode, I'm still I don't nauseous. know if you want to. <laughs> Our voice of reason was absent last time, but she's back, guys, so yeah. fear not. <laughs> so <laughs> on today's topic list, we have the new year and toxic positivity. Um, it should be interesting. I'm, I'm most excited to talk about toxic positivity mm. um, because I've been not just a victim, but a perpetuator of this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I did not realize mm. how much damage it can actually do. So I'm excited to get to that. But before we get to that, let's get some thoughts on um, New Year's resolutions. Mm. So New Year's resolutions um, are a big thing in almost every circle of life, the Christian, the secular, Mm -hmm. the business, Mm -hmm. um, personal fitness is a big thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's get some thoughts on that. Um, Who wants to go first? What are, what, what, what first thought do we want? Because uh, my first thought is that they don't work. That's my first thought. That's my first thought, too. Is like, who who has made it to uh, December? Like, it's a whole right? it's a whole thing. <laughs> like, how quick do you drop your New yeah. Year's? Or like, mm-hmm. the, yes. the first day of 2021? Right. Or, yeah, there's yeah. like a, a stat out there. I'm surprised you don't know it. But there's a stat out there that I feel like says <clears throat> that the first week of February... Is the farthest people wow. typically wow. average can make it? Wow, those those people are doing great. Yeah, <laughs> a lot yeah. better than me. Congrats. So, and I love the fact that you brought up that there's different. Everybody has their different versions of this. So, like in the business world, they have a version yep. and just a secular kind of version, and then Christians adapt it for their world too. Mm-hmm. And which I feel like can do more danger. Yes. From a Christian perspective, yes. because we make it, sometimes we make it spiritual resolutions mm-hmm. yeah. that become just legalism and right. laws, mm-hmm. and then we beat ourselves up. And I mean, I guess the perfect example is the whole, I'm going to read the Bible yeah. every day mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. this whole year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, and then what happens when you miss a day? It's like, right. yeah. it, what it does is some most of the time it creates a hard stop to the discipline altogether yeah. instead mm-hmm. of just a faithful, you know, like I'm going to do it. If I, if I miss a day, it's okay. I'm going to get right. right back into it. It doesn't right. do that with resolutions. When we I got to every day, we're that's done. Right. It's, it's, it's out the window. Yeah. Dale, it stops completely. Right. Yeah. It's an all or nothing mentality, mm-hmm. which um, is really unhealthy to have an all or nothing mentality because especially, you know, with any health, Mm -hmm. um, what I've learned with mental health, but I'm sure it applies to physical health as well, is that it's not an all or nothing. You can have bad days, you can have bad weeks, and you can pick up right where you left off. You don't have to start from the ground up. And I think when it's um, resolutions, New Year's resolutions, there's so much anxiety attached to it because it's almost like you're you're in this kind of like competition with yourself or like Mm -hmm. you have other people maybe doing it with you. And so you're like, I don't don't want to fail. I don't want to fail. I don't want to fail. I don't want to be the the person I was last year or everybody else I know that always abandons their resolutions. Um, so, and then, and, and two, I think when it's resolutions, we always, a lot of times we make them too big and like oh, yeah. way yeah. out of reach and unrealistic instead of just being like 
something that's reasonable and attainable, we're like, nope, we're just gonna we're gonna lose a hundred pounds yeah. this, this yeah. year. We're gonna we're gonna be vegan and we're gonna go to the gym every day. And it's like, okay, well, well we maybe. have that excitement of the new year, mm-hmm. and right. it like helps us be very you know dramatic with our right with our the vision that we have for yeah. our life. And so it's just it does a lot of damage. And then like we can go into talking about what happens after the fact. So there's a bunch of shame on the back end mm-hmm. of failed resolutions and you know, especially with, I mean, gosh, there's, it's just a lot of sensitive topics like uh, the weight thing. That's always a big one for people is to yeah. lose the weight. And y'all know how much shame you can have, you know, once that thing, mm-hmm. you know, barrel mm-hmm. rolls into, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, <laughs> worse than it was before, you know? Yeah. Um, so there's just a lot of shame tied up in it and That's not good. a lot of grace yeah. for ourselves. That's good. So it's hard to even know where, the Jesus follower should, or how the Jesus follower should even entertain this thing. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, because the shame, I was going to say shame as well. And I was thinking from the Christian perspective, when we don't follow through on our, our resolutions that are tied to our spiritual well-being, then there's, then we're like, okay, we're bad Christians. Yeah. Like they're so, I think the shame there. And I mean, I know about the weight loss shame, but the shame of from the Christian perspective is even worse, and that uh, is yeah. like detrimental to your faith. Yes. So that's it's real bad. Yes. Real, real, real bad. Yeah, yeah. leads to depression, abandoning yeah. faith, mm-hmm. and yeah, this is it's like real stuff. I feel like Brene Brown would have a great episode on this. Oh, yeah, like a, it's a, it feels like a shame cycle that yes. we're putting ourselves back. Brene, if you're listening to this, yeah. get with us. <laughs> yes. I know you, I mean, you might have not liked the last episode, but this one I feel like you could really be a great She would like it because it was super honest. Oh, yeah. Also, Brene, we love you. Yeah. Also, Brene, why are you listening to this? <laughs> but All right. It's like shame yeah. cycle kept sticking out in my head, and I'm like, yeah, that's no, something that's Brene would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, I haven't made a resolution in years. That's good. I'm very... I'm proud of you. Um, the next thing on our list is something that I'm very against this line of thought thinking is uh, new year, new me. Mm. Um, because nothing is different from December 31st to January 1st. Nothing changes. Bills are still due. You're still the same person. Mm. Um Nothing really so is sad. different, and all you think, like, it's, anyway. <laughs> anyway, tell me why I'm wrong. <laughs> I don't think you're wrong. I think it's sad news, and it's even sadder this year when so many people are expecting a hard stop to 2020. Ooh, yeah. And we really are, like, countdowns this year, New Year's countdowns this year are going to feel so different than in years past. Yeah. Because in years past, it's kind of a celebration. You have your champagne out. Mm-hmm. But people are really, like subconsciously, I think, really feeling like all of the force of 2020 is going to end yeah. at, at midnight, you know, on January mm. 1st. So the countdown this year is going to be one feel, filled with, yeah. like, uh, this, you know anxiety mm-hmm. like oh mm-hmm. god yeah. please be different yeah mm-hmm. i think i think the reasoning that i don't like the whole new year new me thing is like amplified in this is the reason this year mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. but this is just more obvious absolutely is the reasons that i don't like that thinking of new year cuz i think it does it it sets you up for it does it sets you up for, it 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 sets you up for automatic disappointment. setup for disappointment yeah 
Yeah, you're um, you're definitely going to fail. So you just go ahead and put you put yourself in a place where you yeah. undoubtedly will fail. Right. Yeah. So exactly. Choosing beforehand. That to be and then also, I think New Year's resolutions. Somebody can have like a, a desire in July to, I don't know, lose weight, eat more vet. I don't know, <laughs> just something like, like feeling what what people make. New Year's resolutions about. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I'll do it as a New Year's. Like, I'll put it all. Yeah, I'm going to wait. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and by s- then, your motivation yeah. well, is gone. It, <laughs> I feel like Ryan's coming at me because I feel very triggered. <laughs> no, I do too. I, mean, I do too. You got to get away from We're talking about the same. There's other types of resolutions. When he was talking about that, I feel like a micro example of that is how we do the whole start a new diet, but we're going to wait till Monday. Monday. Yeah. Right? Yes. Oh. Like, yes. we're going to yes. hammer it this weekend. Monday. Monday morning is a fresh start. And uh, that's like a micro version yeah, of that. Yeah, it's like, that's true. You know, and if it's August, we feel like we can't start anything new. Right. You know, we might as well finish off with the bad habits we have. <laughs> right. And when the new year gets here, then it'll be yeah. a fresh start. <laughs> right. And it just, it's just like, in some cases, makes you wait too long to do right. something mm-hmm. you should do today. Mm-hmm. So it's just, there's a lot of, it seems like a lot of psychology behind it. It is. I wish I looked tricking up the, ourselves, you know? I wish I looked up the psychology before this of, because I feel like there's probably studies done about the negative effects of New Year's resolutions. Yeah. Anybody want to do that real quick while we're... Um, yeah, what is it? Find us an article. It don't matter. Everybody's an expert these days. Mm-hmm. Working on it. Um, yeah, it's so strange that we act like this and not just act like it, but... It's kind of that insanity thing, too, because we do mm-hmm. it every year mm, until good. you're we finally do. just yeah. throw your hands up and say, I, I got to find a, a different way, you know? And so some of us finally, like you, Ryan, I don't know when, how long ago you decided to stop the rat race of, yeah. of that, but I feel like I did the same thing a couple of years ago because this used to be a big deal to me. It used to be a big deal to me to prepare for those resolutions, like weeks ahead, it would start in mid-December, mm. writing it down, you know, really digging into all the things that I wanted to do and making sure that all my goals were, you know, smart goals, you know, mm. if you so it was really any business book, you're really intentional. Yeah. yeah. It's in my journal. I mean, it's documented all these, and these how, past years. How of, many of those? None. Hmm. None of them actually No. Made it to the end you. of the year? No. And that happened every year. Well, but you just, every year you were just kind of like, I'm going to do better. I'm yeah. going to get it this year. This will be the year. Well, it's like if, you, if you're if you into, you know, the productivity, air, you know, uh, right. arena and some of that businessy, organization-y stuff, mm-hmm. it's something that comes out every year. You know, they, they start wow. talking about it, how you need to prepare. You need to have your goals. They need to be smart goals. You know, mm. they need to be specific. And so, why know. do you think that they it's perpetuated in like okay, let's stick with that. Like within the business world, if it's not, I don't know. I have some enneagram productive. feelings about this because most of those people are enneagram threes, mm. and they thrive on yes. those feelings. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, that makes they sense. thrive. The most of the ones I know who are really good at it. Um, can keep it up. Like right. Michael Hyatt is one I'm thinking of. He's an Enneagram three. Yeah. And he, but they're, they're runners. Yeah. They go, oh, go, yeah. go, oh, go, yeah, go, yeah, yeah. go. Every that's day. how they, that's, that's how they find joy. Yeah, in life. it is. That's, they, they thrive with that. Yeah. But as you know, uh, uh, Enneagram 9. Well, any other number, that really. feels like mm-hmm. something I want to be because 
you know, uh, when I'm integrating into health, I, I want to be like a three. I want to be like, uh, you know, an intentional, organized, productive human being. Yeah. But part of my nature is to not do that, Chillax, to procrastinate bro. against that thing that I really want to be. Right. So mm-hmm. there's that, that, that push and pull, yeah. which I think most people, because unless you're a three, I think most people deal with that push and pull yeah. of the wanting more, but being like, eh, yeah. who cares? And I feel like nobody, I feel like even Michael Hyatt, if he wanted to, you know, get honest and vulnerable, which is a three's worst nightmare. <laughs> I feel like they would confess that even they slip up. And maybe a healthy three would be able to say that mm-hmm. anyways. Yeah. But for the most part, they really can keep the act up. Like, I get real envious. Like, how in the world are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Like, February, I'm I'm out. You know, I'm done. It's Everything's just over. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a free-for-all. But here they are in September, you know, still tracking along. They finish their Bible reading plan early. You know, it's like they get to start over before the uh, the new year even gets here. And I'm like, what is, what am I doing with my life? Mm. Who am I? Why but am I, I here? But I think most people feel that way, Jared. Yeah, I don't. Th- I definitely don't think you're you're alone so. in that. Yeah. Well. I yeah. Mean, I'm just now realizing why I have hated every single. New Year planning meeting <laughs> that I have been a part of here in the church world. Jared used to really oh, yeah. love setting up the year, and yeah. I hated it. And now I'm just realizing that it's nine, nine yeah. here. Hate, hate it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I was I just trying free. to lean into my hey, best you, self. You, I don't yeah, know. He was, he was trying to do the right thing. I was trying to do the right <laughs> thing, but I, there. But the thing is, there is a good way to do that. Right. That's not. Right. This thing yeah. that yeah. we have been handed, you know, from mm. I don't even know who gave it to us. I don't even know who started this whole yeah, thing. I don't know. Probably um, exercise equipment companies and gyms. <laughs> no, I'm thinking like when the calendar companies came out and started making calendars. Maybe what is this? The the Mayans did they start this? Did they come up with the calendar? Sure. Who sure. came up with the calendar? I don't know. I just think it was a marketing campaign when they first came up with it. Like. We got to sell this calendar, y'all. We got to really sell this calendar. Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to say, new year, new you. The Mayan said that? Okay. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Those guys were smart. Have you tasted Have you tasted their hot chocolate? Don't they have like a spicy hot chocolate that they used to drink? I, I have to what? say, I don't know much about the Mayan. That's another episode. Anyway. So. Or the Aztec. My, both my parents were history teachers, and I should know all wow. these things. But wow. Anyways. But I'm thinking it was just a marketing campaign. Like, okay. we really got to get these calendars like out. Most it's things, a new thing. Most things, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And so it's like, yeah. we just need to sell it as, you know, this new year and this is new you. And you need this calendar to keep up all the things that you're going to be and do better mm, this year. Maybe so. We're not going to look it up, though. So <laughs> I did. So doing a quick search of um, why New Year's resolutions are not good. Um, there's lots and lots of articles about it. But this one... Um, is just a, like a little list. There's like five reasons that New Year's resolutions actually suck. Um, <laughs> and that's what it's called. What was the Google search on this? <laughs> I typed in negative effects of uh, New Year's yeah. resolutions. Okay, that's fair. That's okay. good. I thought you would have typed in like why New resolutions Year's. suck. No, that was a, that <laughs> he's saying that's the title of the article. That's the title of the article. All right, they're usually goals uh, you don't actually care about. So I'm going to lose 20 pounds. I'm going to save money. Sounds like great. <laughs> 
That's what it is. <laughs> I wish we had a video. That explains everything. You know, because here's the thing. I don't you, really want to lose weight, right. okay? <laughs> yeah. Here I am. It makes sense because if you cared enough about it, it wouldn't have to be a New Year's resolution. Right. It would just be God, a lifestyle change oh that gosh. you make, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. I've been changed. You've been changed. You've been set free. First one on the list, Dylan. <laughs> Number two, they don't give you reason to push through the tough times. <gasps> so if your goal doesn't fill you with passion, excitement, or maybe even a little fear, mm. it isn't going to give you the motivation to push, push through when old habits come calling. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Those little Debbie snack cakes you came calling last right night. It, <laughs> you better preach it. <laughs> <laughs> Three, they're usually poorly formed goals. Yeah, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. Yeah. I'm going to save money. Just big blanket statements. Yeah. Right. I'm going to lose 100 pounds. Well, you weigh 150, so that's not <laughs> Yeah, maybe better not. Maybe let's look into that number a little bit. Uh, number four, they're almost always set in the negative. Mm. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, New Year's resolutions have us trying to move away from something undesirable like overweight, being overweight, mm. smoking, or being in debt mm. rather than towards something we want like oh, being healthy, oh. being able to deal with stress in a healthy manner, or being financially free. That's, That's so good. True. So maybe there's our answer on how to do it in a healthy mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Make it a positive instead of a negative. That's true. And add, I think add something instead of yeah. taking everything away. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's immediately would help because if something's framed in a negative light, you're all you're gonna think negatively about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So it's gonna be a dread. Yeah. Yeah. You struggle against it because mm-hmm. we don't want to do negative things. No. Yeah. It already it already starts you off, you know, in a negative number, like, oh no. Right. But um I think it James Clear wrote a book, Atomic Habits. I was just thinking about this. So good because he talks about all mm-hmm. that. And he talks about the fact that we try and change these behaviors before mm-hmm. we change identity. Yeah. Like we, 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 we need to figure out who do we want to be. And right. then the goals fall in step with right. that. But mm-hmm. the first question yeah. is, who do I want to be? Right. Well, I want to be a good dad. Well, what does that mean to be a good dad? And then all those things follow. But it starts off with something you desire to be right. instead of something you don't want to be, right. which is overrated. Well, I was thinking about mm-hmm. him saying... Um, you just a fraction get a fraction better. Oh yes. You know yes. he says every day, but it, it, if we're looking at it in the year, yeah. just a little bit better than last year, yeah. and just keep building on that. Um, number five, they give you reason to beat yourself up, and we already talked mm. about this. Mm-hmm. Shame. Um, just shame. None of us need more reason to beat Absolutely ourselves not. up. We do tonight. No, we don't. Yeah. We Absolutely don't need not. any of that. No. Especially the <clears throat> Jesus follower who. Mm-hmm you know, has been commissioned out of the life of shame. Right. Like, mm-hmm. it's not on you. There's no condemnation. You're you're free and you're, you're you know, this is not you anymore. Yeah. Um, for us to go chasing after something that could potentially set us back up for shame mm-hmm. is not the abundant life that Jesus would want us to have. So, so let's ask that question then. How far... Uh, should the Jesus follower lean into that? Should our resolutions be so focused on behaviors? Well, no. I think we just How, answered yeah. that right there. That's mm. that's a no. Um, and why? Yeah. So I think um, it definitely doesn't need to be focused on behaviors, but um, you know, making it about behaviors is just moralistic mm-hmm. deism, mm-hmm. which um, is, I mean, I think. Christians already uh, struggle duh. with that mm-hmm. mindset. Yeah, they don't need help with that because right. most of us got into this 
because of shame. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, most of us got into this to escape something, you mm-hmm. know, like um, it was a fear. We were handed a, a gospel of fear, you know, and be afraid <laughs> anyways. So for those of us who are trying to navigate the good gospel that Jesus came with, uh, we don't need any more reason to to get into that. Yeah. But the thing is, we do have these parts of our good gospel that's about you know, sanctification, which yeah. is about following Jesus. And as you follow Jesus, there is going to be change. But it's not behavior change um, to start off with because everything we do comes from inside. You know, it's like there's so many scriptures that are coming to mind about um, how um, where our treasure is, our heart's going to follow. Mm-hmm. It's like a desire thing. It's You have mm-hmm. to change your desires Um we what's the thing that we say from Craig Rochelle that uh, we give up things we love for things we love even more? Yeah, it's a love thing. That's what it really comes down to. Like y- you're not going to change until those deep parts of you, those love right. parts of you, change. Um, because at the end of the day, I've got to go and search for myself. When it comes to weight, I guess I need to go and search for myself why I love. You know doing it this way more than the love of being a healthier me. Like mm-hmm. what, why, why do I love this version better That's of good. myself? I, but mm-hmm. I, and again, this, I feel like our podcast always come back to this. It's so much harder to do that. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why we'd rather just right. write a goal on a, you know, mm-hmm. a sticky note yeah. and put it mm-hmm. on our bathroom window. Mm-hmm. You want to get into that Jared? Bathroom window. What is a bathroom This would window? be. <laughs> they have bathroom windows. You don't have a bathroom window? No. You don't, don't have a bathroom so. window, do I you? I think so. I meant to say That's mirror anyways, window, whatever you want to do. Anyway, you wanted to get into that? That would be so good to dig into why. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll edit that <laughs> out. That's my blank stare. <laughs> like, I'm like, Can we not? Well, you <laughs> brought it up. That is another podcast episode. <laughs> yeah. But that's what it's about. It's like you, no, have yeah. to figure, you have to get inside of you and figure out why am I, why do I do it this way? Anyways, yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Why is this my disposition? Mm. That's the whole. I think that's where that's the sanctification part. Yeah, I feel like even like following Jesus and figuring that thing out is not so much. Don't smoke. Don't drink. Don't do drugs. Don't have sex out. So all the things we heard in youth mm-hmm. group. Mm-hmm. You know, th- they should have never even started there. Mm. That should have never even been a, the jumping off part. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we we got to figure out some deeper things about mm-hmm. who we are and mm-hmm. why we're disposed to this. Um, this way of living mm-hmm. um, because then we're going to find out that you know most of the things we deal with in the flesh are tied to you know things that have happened to us in the past and yeah. things we're not set free from emotionally or mentally yet and that's mm-hmm. why we keep running back to these things that are not healthy for us mm-hmm. because it's the only way we've ever treated the real problem you yeah. know so it's a lot. It's a lot harder, a lot deeper, um, and I feel like you need the Holy Spirit to do all that. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know if resolutions can get you out of it. It seems like for a month and a half. Yeah. yeah. But the resolutions are not going to get that thing out of you. That you know. The res- yeah, the resolutions are the temporary yeah. fix. For yeah. sure. Yeah, and I was going to say the weight loss thing gets me too, but I was, I was, you talked about love and I was thinking that it's also that we have to learn to love ourselves the way we are before Mm -hmm. we can start making changes to ourselves to improve. Mm -hmm. Like we've got to love 
what God has given us today, what we are today, how we are today. And then once we do that, then we can ask him to help us to to, to love ourselves more. And sometimes loving ourselves more does mean changing things. Mm-hmm. Our, you know, mm-hmm. loving ourselves more means being more healthy. Yeah. So Absolutely. when it comes down to love, it's like, you also have to look inside of me. Like I have to love who I am, where I am at right now, because God does. He yes. loves yeah. us right That's where so we true. are. Yep. And if we would lean more into what he sees in us and try to see ourselves through his eyes, then we could start to become healthy in that way, and then move forward with yeah. more healthy behaviors. We want to become even more healthy. Yes. Oh, that is good. so good. And I think if if more of us were to just try to love ourselves better, and if these resolutions, life goals, whatever you want to call them, if they came, if they started and came from a place of love, loving, okay, how can I love myself better? How can looking back, uh, you know, next year when I look back and I say, you know, I, I did a better job at taking care of myself and loving myself, Mm. myself better Mm -hmm. last year. How, how can I reach that goal? And if it Mm. comes from a place of love, if it starts from a place of love, like everything else, um, it's going to be, there's going to be a better outcome. It's going to, it's going to end in a better place. Um, because it's going to start from a place of love. Yeah. And not, um, you know, not a place of I will love myself when. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, you know, yeah. I'll love myself more if I was right. this yeah. or that. Right. And it can't start from the place of God will love me more oh, if I get if I do this or that. Because that's, that's not true. So um we do. It, it's that mindset thing. Mm-hmm. So any any change birthed out of shame, it's not gonna last. And it's it's just started off in a bad place. Yeah. So and it's not going to get to a better it, place if it starts off in the worst place ever. Right. And I think even like maybe if we're speaking to threes, I mean I'm I'm a three wing, so I think I can and, and at this table maybe I can speak to the three. But I think a lot of times with a three, it even even for for those that have success in New Year's resolutions, I think a lot of it still is from a place of shame. Mm. And if I don't do this. I will hate myself yeah. They're just or they won't love me. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I think, and, and, and again, changing, making sure to, to make sure that you're the language, not loving yourself more, but loving yourself better. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. like with those in your life that you love now, how do you love people better? How yeah. Jesus came and he loved people better than anyone had ever been loved before. Yeah. So if we ask ourselves that question about ourselves, what's the, out, what can the outcome be? Yeah. Mm. I think real change and the change that we will end up being very proud of, you know, and that God would be proud of is change that's birthed out of loving God and loving people because Mm -hmm. that's what he's called us to do anyways. So that's that's obviously where he wants us to start is love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and love others like you love yourself. Mm -hmm. And so take care of other people the same way you would want to take care of you. Um, and I think that's, what's gonna, that's, what's going to be the best for us mm. and our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. That's good. I don't know why, but I feel like, and I haven't fleshed out the thoughts completely yet, but I feel like it, this, what we're talking about can be tied, um, heavily to, uh, our theology. Mm-hmm. So I feel like our theology, yep. whether you're Arminianist or Calvinist can be very, yeah, I think it, it comes into different. play because, sure. um, well, it's like that whole lose your salvation thing. Yeah. Right. So it's like, depending on how much confidence you have in what God has done in you and 
what he is, what he views you as right now, it will determine a lot of how you live. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some kind of healthy middle there because yes, yes. you lean too far into one side, you become right. apathetic, and yep. you lean yes. too far in the other, and you become a machine right. who's just trying to earn somebody's love. Yep. And yep. the the gospel is somewhere right in the middle of that, where God loves me perfectly right now, yeah. and because God loves me perfectly right now, it it moves me you know, more into this relationship with him where I want to love him more and mm-hmm. love requires action. So right. that's why things change is because I love somebody. I love mm-hmm. somebody else. That's why I'm changing. You know, when we got married, when we first got married, I'm sure we were all doing quite a few things that disturbed our partner a little bit. <laughs> and the only reason we changed is because we loved our partner more than we loved this thing that we yeah. were used to. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be birthed out of this I love you, and that's why I'm willing to do this. That's why I'm willing to sacrifice. That's why I'm willing to do something I wouldn't have normally done is because I love somebody else more than I love myself, yeah. and that's what God is wanting. You know? You're going to live a life that is uh, you know, godly, if you want to put it that way, when you love God and love other people more than you love yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when the change will come. Okay, I had a. Th- I'm kind of going back just a smidge, but I had a thought when you said um, love your neighbor as you love yourself, and I was thinking that that is telling because if we don't love ourselves, then how can we follow that commandment and love our neighbors mm, well? That's good too. Yeah. So Ooh, yeah. it just made me think. Uh oh, <clears throat> am I loving? Because I can only love other people to the. To the degree mm, that I love good. myself. So huh. if I'm not loving myself, how am I able to fulfill what yeah. Jesus has asked of me? Yeah. Yeah. So. That's good. Too. Yeah. The, a lot of things get tied up in that because, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, there's a lot of people that treat their neighbor, you know, they do way too much for other people and not enough. Right. And right. they get burned out. And that's talking to the twos. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> We're going back yes. to Enneagram numbers. <laughs> um, but then is that. Is that even real love? No. You know, when. The gospel would say no. Yeah. Well, I think it's hard because you're also taught to put yourself last, you mm-hmm. know, and, and you, you're, you're taught to, to treat other people and better than you would treat yourself and, and do more for them. And Which Jesus did say that. Yeah. yeah. So it's hard sometimes, I think. To find that balance, especially right. if in your personality is inclined. In the Christian world, I think that is, that is yeah. very hard yeah. to find that balance. Because you do, and I, and I think loving yourself, I don't think we talk about that enough in the Christian world. I think, obviously, the world has real good handle on it. <laughs> but I don't mm-hmm. think, and, and there does have to be that balance, obviously, that that you would lay your life down yes. for, for yeah. your for your your friend and and um, putting people's needs a, above yourself, certain people. And I don't, I don't even know if that mm-hmm. goes for everybody in your mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, sorry, I'm just having I'm just having some thoughts. Yeah, keep going. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think we maybe we should do uh, maybe the church's <laughs> New Year resolution should just be maybe to to help Christians understand how to find that balance of loving other people mm-hmm. and being there for other people and helping mm-hmm. other people, but also loving and helping yourself because we can't really love others yeah. if we don't love ourselves. Yeah. I'm just having these thoughts about um, biblical context. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, when, the, when, they, when those words were written, you know, love your neighbor as yourself, 
you know, lay down your life, um, treat others as more important than your, your own desires. Um, that was, the world was a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The world was a lot, I think, a less busy. Mm-hmm. Um, not as many priorities running around. I don't think they had, you know, organized baseball and soccer that everybody had to get <laughs> right. to, you know, mom, you know, there was no soccer moms back then. I don't think, yeah. um, I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, it's just like when this was written, you, your na- you didn't, you had less neighbors to <laughs> yeah. take care of mm-hmm. than you do now. Right. 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 So that's so, like, yeah, that's know. good. Maybe, maybe just figuring out how to love everybody in your yeah. life without losing your soul and without mm-hmm. neglecting yeah. yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's wow. hard balance. And I think what you're saying, Ryan is good because there are so many people in mm-hmm. all of our lives be- just because right. of our life, because of mm-hmm. our culture and, and the nature of, of life and being involved in everything. And if you've got kids and you have so many people in your life, so, and and at a certain point, you can't be there for every single right, person exactly. all the time. And you can't feel shame about mm-hmm. that. So I think, yeah, maybe praying and trying to figure mm-hmm. out um, how to find that balance in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You have you have neighbors and then you have neighbors. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. There's a, there's there's something there that needs exploring yeah maybe on another episode is yeah i like it how to love our neighbors and who what does that mean Mm -hmm. and who are the neighbors yeah and what happens when your neighbor is a needy neighbor Mm. you know and how far do you go and there's i think there are easy ways to know the limits too because i think anytime um Anytime a love for your neighbor is detrimental to your love for God, there needs to be an adjustment. So if it's if something starts to be a if some something starts to affect your relationship with God in a negative way, mm-hmm. which sometimes do, you that happens. Absolutely, like, um, yep. you know you're in certain relationships or certain situations, and it hurts your relationship with God. Absolutely, these yes. situations those are the ones that need to be addressed. Yeah, when you start to have to deal with you know, when you're, when you're going to God with more angry prayers and mm-hmm. more, um, you know, <laughs> God, if you, you know, you're having to forgive people a lot every single day, you're having to be like, Oh, I forgive them. I forgive. Come if, on. if there's like a lot of, that means there's an issue maybe somewhere. <laughs> yes. I think um, God is trying to communicate to us without even having to, to really say much. It's yeah. like, okay, let's figure out the root of this. And, and I do think it's important to say, I think we've talked to, we were talking about talking about boundaries during the holidays. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah. for me, I don't know if it's my personality type. I don't know, but I've always struggled with healthy boundaries in my life. Um, not just during a certain season, just in my entire life with the people in my life. So, and, and so I think it, it is worth saying, none of this is saying that boundaries are not extremely important. I think that's mm-hmm. something that Christians also, we don't talk about a lot is that, <laughs> boundaries are needed Mm -hmm. and they are necessary to coin a term that Jared has recently (laughs) um, (laughs) been using a whole lot. I think boundaries are needed and necessary. And I think when you get right down to it, if you pray and I think a lot of us wouldn't even have to pray, you know, who you need to put some boundaries up with. And I, and that, and more often than not, that is how you love them and yourself better by putting up some space, putting up some healthy boundaries yeah. in a loving and a kind way. There's a way to do it. Yes. 
Um, and um, and if, if you if you want some pointers, you can email me, and I'll I'll, tell, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just give you my experience um, because I'm I'm just now learning what that looks like. There's and the thing is like there's n- not a moment where God's gonna want you to not be loving. Mm-hmm. So right. that's so he that's a that's an active thing he wants you to be a part of all the time. But loving looks different a lot. Yes. You know, like when I yeah. discipline my kids, there's lo- there was love. Yes. You know, just a few minutes ago, I accidentally had to yell very loudly at, <laughs> at Joe. And um, it's, it was to but save it was, his it hand. It was out of love. You know, it was <laughs> right. it was the most loving thing I could do in that moment Absolutely. was to save him from what was about to happen. Absolutely. But, you know, it's like discipline. That's a part of mm-hmm. love. And right. I think uh, there's a chapter in Hebrews. I think Hebrews chapter uh, 12 talks about the fact that God disciplines the ones he loves. Yes. So, That's good. you know, th- there's a part of love that says, I'm going to, this is what you think you need, but I'm going to give you something that That's I know is the most loving so thing. Mm-hmm. So That's so good. That's so good. And when it, and when that relationship becomes toxic mm-hmm. and you can't even really love them and come on guys, we're, we're, this is not allowed. We're not talking about the fake love and what I'm saying and doing the right things. No, we're talking about the deep inside Mm -hmm. where you're doing and saying things, but you don't feel it. And you're real bitter and you're real salty all the time. Every time you see him, every time you think about him. So that's when you need to, okay, you know what? Let me figure out how to put some healthy boundaries with this relationship. Yeah, I just felt really called out by Carissa (laughs) in that moment. I've had that. But I was thinking um, a term that we use, a thing we say in the Christian world a lot is the people we're called to. And that tells me that there are some people we're not called to. That's good. Someone else is called to them. So we need to we need to start like digging into um, and asking That's God, good. like, who are the people that you have called me to to care about mm. love and pour deeper yeah. into That's and good. build deeper relationships? Yeah. That's good. Because we're not called to all of them. Yeah. yeah. Right. Or we wouldn't have to say that. But God has God put certain people in our lives that we are called to, that we should be ministering to and be and showing deeper yeah. love to. Yes. So, yeah. But not all of them. That's I have a, so many thoughts on that. That's a part oh of, my gosh. That's a part of being in a relationship with God is the whole fact that like you talk to him and he tells you what he wants you to do. You know, mm. that's like... See how that works? Yeah, right? <laughs> and it's like a novel idea. It's like the Apostle Paul in all his letters talking to people is like, I wish I could come and be with you right now, but God is God wants mm-hmm. me over here. Yeah. Yes. It's like being having the wisdom, being in relationship with God, to a degree where you know who, what God wants you to do and who he wants you to minister to. Right. And so, and and you'll know in the moment if he wants you to change and pivot and be like, Mm -hmm. no, I need you to stop and take care of this person that you didn't think you needed to deal with. But it matter of fact, you, you do. And that should give us the permission we need to, to not build deeper relationships with some people because we Mm -hmm. hear God saying, that is for those are for that is for someone else. Yes, and I think it's so important to also say to, to know that we are not called to take care of every single person in our life because for some of us we do feel that pull and we feel a lot of shame when we can't get there. Um, and so what? No, I was just thinking, <laughs> do any Enneagram nines feel that? Because I don't feel that. <laughs> like I feel like Probably sometimes definitely it's not like the, you are not. not as much. There is a circle, and you are outside of the circle, yeah. and yeah, I, so I feel that. I'm, I'm, nice. 
you know, I'm busy that night. My, you know, my circle like, is small. Yeah. Huh. I, I, I wish I, I would. I, to me, that that is a healthy goal for me. Yeah. I, I want, and I'm and I've been working. You should be on more it. selfish, like the like <laughs> the nines, because at the end of the day, that's what we're just really good at. We know you are. We and are. We, and it's it, like, it, we know when there's gonna there's an energy drain ahead of us, see, and we're like, nope, nope. can't do that. I, and it is so hard for some of us to say no, um, even when we know it's, it's not in our no best. Too. Our best. Well, we just say yes and do don't come. <laughs> uh, we're just like, I'm going to make you feel good right now, but that's going to suck but, the life out of me, so I'm not going to be there. Just so I have no intention of doing that. <laughs> just so you know, this is purely for in this moment to make you feel good. Yes, I'll wow. be there. I, you know. Wow, just let it all hang out. Um, mm. Yeah, so I think it's good. I think it's good to note that, for some of us, it's good to note that we are not called to every single person in our life, and that is okay. That doesn't hmm. mean that we're doing something wrong. That doesn't mean that we're missing a certain piece. And I'm talking to the fours right now. Um, we're that's just not who God has called us, called us to minister to or to to take special interest in, and that's, that's okay. True. But it's also good to know that you can love someone really well mm-hmm. and not be in their life all the time, mm-hmm. not be in their life as much as they want you to be in their life. Mm-hmm. Sometimes certain seasons, or maybe forever with a certain person, um, it's okay to just pray um, and pray for them and love them. Um, but God's going to let you know who who to do that for and who to do yeah. that with. Yeah. Um, there are ways to, um, and, and there's just ways to, because some people just drain you and they just we understand. suck the life out yeah. of you. Yeah, and you have right. to know when to say, you know what, um, later. You know, not later. not right now. Maybe not right now. Maybe not in the yeah. season. Maybe just not today. That's right. Later, um, but you could still love them and pray for them and and be there for them in other ways. Yes, loving is. You know, how about those New Year's resolutions? <laughs> we got way off track. We did. Maybe we should have no, done we a boundary podcast. We just slid podcast. right into the next we episode. We're like, let's go ahead and do a twofer right here. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we could do that. We could, <laughs> we could, I, there's this magic of two. editing. Well, yeah. I think. I mean, I think we always end up going to no, a I slightly think, different well, place. But I do. We talk about boundaries. It is. What we're getting to is the next thing is toxic positivity. So what is toxic positivity? Um, This is from Tang Law Mental Health. Toxic positivity is the excessive and ineffective overgeneralization of a happy and optimistic state in any situation in the denial, minimization, and invalidation of genuine human emotional experience. Woo. Wow. So when a person exhibits toxic positivity, they deny any and all negative experiences that make us human and lives their life this way. Wow. So Mm. everything happens for a reason. It could be worse. Always look at the bright side. Are you reading that? Yeah. That's like stuff people That's, say. Yeah. yeah, this is like mm-hmm. the, the oh. those are phrases that you yeah. often hear. Yeah, I'm getting triggered right Could now. Could be worse. Because I'm a good, I can reframe anything. Mm. Well, I think it's different than reframing. Mm. You don't think so? I don't know. Well, I just feel like the the heart of what toxic pox positivity is, it's not like you shouldn't be a positive person or you should be like yeah. un- ungrateful. It, you know, Ungrateful? Yeah, um, but it's it's just that it's just that when it's toxic, when it becomes when the positivity becomes toxic, is when you are lying, when mm. you are not mm-hmm. being honest, mm. and you're lying to yourself and you're lying to everybody else around you because yeah. different reasons the pain's too great 
or um, you don't want to admit your mistakes for whatever reason, um, or the shame is too great, whatever reason mm. you... You're actively you, not dealing with something. Right, you're not yes, dealing with... You're, you're, you're not actively you're not, not seeing something. Exactly, you're mm-hmm. not getting healing. Not addressing it. You're not trying to fix anything yeah. um, or have any positive change in your life. You're just, check, quote unquote, going with the flow. Yeah, and I think in the Christian world it can look like uh, this was just part of God's plan, you know. <laughs> It's just part of God's plan for, you know, Bubba to die from oh, a terrible, God. terrible disease. To suffer and die. That's not. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. That's well, not his plan. Yeah. When it was like God's plan was for us to live in the garden forever and mm-hmm. walk with him. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <That's so> <laughs> Naked and Naked unashamed. Naked and unashamed. Yes. Unashamed. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all ever see those shirts that they, they say unashamed, but they're like. Un is at the top. Uh, shame. Oh, like wow. yeah. It's supposed and to like when this you is first, a glimpse in the Ryan's when you first right read now. it, you're like Una Shamed. What does <laughs> Una Shamed mean? Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, I like okay. So my example of toxic positivity, why why it's poor, why it doesn't help anybody, is so like when you say it could be worse, like um, you know. Somebody is, is venting so to you, and they say it could be worse. Could be worse. There are people. Oh. There are people that are starving in Africa. Okay, it's like okay. Is- well, here's my thing. If you're telling me that I can't be sad because there are more sad people, Ooh. then I can't yeah. be oh, happy. Ryan I can't be happy if there are happier people. Than <gasps> me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We shouldn't be negating other yeah. people's I just feelings. Flip this table over. <laughs> and honestly, honestly, I had to. My wife is a four. Yeah. And so you had to figure out. How to I had deal to figure out this the hard way. And when I finally saw it this way, I was like, "Oh, that you can't deny you people can't, yeah. what they're feeling, right?" Because I definitely don't like to be denied my feelings, right? You probably like uh, the person who is a toxic toxic. Positive, toxically positively positively toxic. toxic. <laughs> um, they don't like it when people spin it back on them. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed, mm-hmm. guaranteed. Mm-hmm. That's good. And for anyway. for for people that are blessed to um, not deal with really intense, heavy emotions. Mm-hmm. And just kind of live on the dark side all the time. Um, mm. Good for you! Yay that you don't have to <laughs> deal with your emotions as much. But you know, have some empathy yeah. um, and sympathy at least for those of us that do, and figure out how to just right. hear, yeah, and listen. Because the the um, showing others a different, like saying, "Oh, it's not that bad," doesn't produce true gratefulness. In the Christian, like I'm saying, like for Christians, we're supposed to be grateful, right? Um, but saying that other people's have it, other people have it worse, so you need to be thankful for that. Yeah. Like that doesn't produce true gratefulness no. or true thankfulness. No, it's um, out of shame. It, it is. Again, it's shame. It's like, it's like I should be ashamed of what I'm feeling yes, right now. You should be and Therefore, yeah. let me be grateful out of the shame. Mm-hmm. That's not good. You can't do it. Right. Mm-mm. So uh, to put a bow on this thing. I think a lot of people are being toxically positive mm, that's good. Uh, about the new year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happens when 2020 doesn't end? 2021 
January 2021 comes and it's the same. I know we've been talking about it a lot. Like, what are we going to do for people mm-hmm. when January 1st rolls around and every like lockdowns are still happening? Um, yeah. You know, the virus is yes. still here. Right. What are people we, are still out of jobs? What are we going to do? What's going to happen? That's uh, something we have to decide yeah. for ourselves because I feel like that is the one thing we can prepare for right now. Right. We can choose right now what our perspective is going to be mm-hmm. um, when that gets here, when that arrives. We can either trick ourselves into thinking that there's going to be a hard stop to 2020 mm-hmm. and that everything's just going to magically disappear, or we can go ahead and prepare ourselves and say it might be a new year, but it's the same world. Mm. Um, but I can go, I can go forward into it and I don't even have to wait for that moment. I can, I can choose right now to have a perspective, mm-hmm. um, really of faith real. I mean, I, I'm, faith will bring about positivity in your life, but it's not going to be because you're turning a blind eye to all of the horrible things in the world I'm it's pretending. gonna yeah you're, it's gonna be a life of faith where even though i'm seeing these horrible things i'm i'm living a life of faith yes. and trusting in yes. what good. god is doing in me That's and good. i'm gonna do what he's called me to do and outside of that i'm gonna trust him and that's a good place to be to just you know wake up every day and say i'm gonna do what i can do i'm gonna be who i can be mm-hmm. um, i'm gonna make the difference i can make and by the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to trust God and lean on him for the things I don't understand, can't control, uh, and that are outside of me. Hmm. So, and that's, mm-hmm. that sounds like, uh, some peace. That sounds like a yeah. peaceful place to me. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like a place where I can be joyful in the midst of, yes, you know, yes, whatever situation. Yeah. And I would say, I think that it's okay to be optimistic yeah. Moving yeah. in and having hope that things will change and be better. But I loved that you said you're not going to turn a blind eye to the fact that things might not change. They might not change as quickly as we would have them change. Um, so it's okay to be optimistic. I think we need to say that because I think we'll talk about toxic positivity mm-hmm. and people who are just like more optimistic. Mm-hmm. They're not as pessimistic about what's mm-hmm. going to happen mm-hmm. might think, Oh no, but right. no. we have to just remember we can't negate feelings and yeah. we can't right. turn a blind eye to the fact that absolutely that yeah. things might not be the same. We might not see them with the same lens that other people see them. Right. So mm-hmm. that I think that's the difference. Yes. That's good. And here's what the whole point of why, why we can't turn a blind eye to it is, is this, that how is God going to call you to fix something you can't see? Mm. Mm. How are you ever going to be able to hear God mm-hmm. speak something to you mm-hmm. about a situation you refuse to look at? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why we can't do that. That's why we have to see the world as it is, honestly, in a vulnerable posi- you know, uh, the perspective, is because you know, we, can, we can shove ourselves so far down that road of being, you know, what is it, toxically positive? Yeah. <laughs> That we can't hear God say things That's anymore. So good. That God would never talk to me about this issue because I'm refusing to even pay attention to it mm. and look at it. So mm-hmm. you'll filter everything God says. You know, it'll it'll get filtered out because your lens doesn't allow you to see those things. That's true. Mm-hmm. So, and the thing is, God is going to call you to run to the need. Mm. God is going to call you to run to the thing 
that needs fixing. Mm-hmm. That's that's the, a beautiful part of who we are, mm-hmm. is that God runs towards the mess, not away from it. Mm-hmm. But if you're avoiding that altogether, how are you ever going to hear God say, yeah. go, go towards that thing? Mm-hmm. So we just need to see the world as it is, but see God for who he is, too. Mm-hmm. And that's my thoughts. Yeah. And on the other side of the coin... We need to try to filter out so much negativity because if we have if we view the world so negatively, we have no hope for change for the future mm-hmm. for and Why and, we, and we'll miss what God has called us to because we all we see is bad mm-hmm. and we can't yeah. see that there could be good on the other side yes. of it. So on both sides, we have to we've got to just see it as it is yeah. and trust in God. Have yeah. hope for have hope in the future because God has called us to this place in this time and what he wants for his children is not bad things. No. It's not it's not sadness and destruction. No. He wants life if we and keep love getting for us. a bigger view of God, it won't matter what happens down here. Mm-hmm. If if the if the day goes good, praise God. If the day goes bad, praise God. That's because good. it's like I have my eyes on him. Mm-hmm. The reason I have hope for this world is because of God. The reason I'm grateful for all the wonderful things in this world is because of God. I know where it comes from. I know who gives it to me, you know, and I know who can fix it. If there is a problem, it's having a bigger view of him than of the world and whatever, however you choose to look at it. Right. And again, that's harder to do. It's harder to, it's easier to turn a blind eye um, so that you don't really have to deal with it. And I heard a really good, um, uh, phrase or name on the radio the other day. Um, so, and, and, and it was saying that so many Christians have become professional pretenders Mm -hmm. and that just spoke to me because I was one for such a long time and I, I would preach honesty and authenticity, but, and I, and I thought I was being honest and authentic, but But it was because I had convinced myself of certain things and I had become a professional pretender. And I think so many Christians believe this lie that we have to be these professional uh, Mm -hmm. pretenders. How are you? I'm fine. Mm -hmm. How are you? I'm blessed. Highly favored. When, you know, you just had a horrible fight with your spouse or your kids or you are incredibly anxious about finances or you're going through deep depression, you know. Fill in the blank, yeah, the um, and but we, but you know, we're professional pretenders. We feel yeah. like, oh well, because we're Christian and because we're going to heaven, we can't feel sad, we can't complain, we can't vent, we can't be honest about our struggles, yeah, on a day to day basis. Because no matter how small they might seem, mm. um, because we, uh, you know, have Jesus and because yeah. we have the hope of Christ, but it, it should be the opposite because we have freedom in Christ and because we have the hope of Christ, we should be able to be honest and open about mm-hmm. the things that we're going through, no matter what Absolutely. they are. Um, and no matter what season it is, we should be able to, to, to be open and honest. And Jesus was the opposite of a professional mm. pretender. The Pharisees were the professional mm-hmm. pretenders. Yeah. And if, if we are Christians, we don't call ourselves Pharisees. We call ourselves little Christ. We can't, we have to deny yeah. that professional pretender mm-hmm. mentality mm-hmm. and culture that mm-hmm. we've created in this country. Yeah. 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 You need to go read 
some of King David in the song. Oh yeah. If you want, a, if you want oh, a good yeah. dose of honesty and yes. how to how to go to God yeah. with your feelings, it's right there. That's so good. Yeah. and God still looks at him and says, "This is a man that after my own heart." Right. Yeah. And, so, and again, the reason he was after his own heart was because just like what you were saying, Jared. If we're not honest, how can God ever do make any transformation yeah. in our life? How mm-hmm. how could we ever allow Him to come in and heal and and transform and mm-hmm. renew us if we don't if we, we can't even be honest with ourselves? We won't even let Him. We close our ears and shut our eyes to truth. We won't even let him speak truth yeah. to us. Um, and I remember praying so many times for God to reveal certain things to me. And, you know, when something would happen, I would look back and be like, God, why didn't you just tell me? But, and I'm like, he was telling me. Know, it yeah. was right in front of me. It didn't have to happen in my quiet time. Yep, yeah. It happened it, when that person was around. I was, it was The evidence was clear, but I was, for whatever, all the reasons, I... I, I was not able and would not allow myself to see oh. and and believe the truth that was right in front of me mm-hmm. because of that toxic positivity mentality. Mm-hmm. I have this image of like at home with the kids, you know, your kids will say that you didn't, you never said that, you know, mom, you never said that, dad, mm-hmm. you never said that. And it's like, no, I was, I said it plenty. You just, <laughs> you just weren't, weren't listening. listening. That's <laughs> right. right. Your ears couldn't hear it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like, that's a, maybe a good question. <laughs> for everybody. I don't know what it has to do with New Year's resolutions, but <laughs> a good question is what am I not allowing God to say? Yeah. yeah. What am, what, yeah. Uh, what can God not uh, talk to me about because I'm not willing to see it yes, or address it hmm. and get ready for the places yeah. God will take you? Yeah. So. yeah. I think there's such a middle ground, and we always come back to this, when it comes to positivity um, of feeling your feelings and staying grateful mm, that's um, good. because it it's not all rainbows and butterflies, but you can't wallow mm-hmm. well, in that's, a, that's that statement. I think you say it too because I you I feel like we got maybe got it from the same place. It's okay to not be okay. It's mm-hmm. just not okay to stay that way. Mm. It's okay. I've to, never said that. Really? <laughs> <laughs> that's like a Matt Chandler. Quote, yeah, I think I'm I probably. Thought, I, felt I don't like we both have heard that. It's okay to not be okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. It's just not okay to stay that way. That's right. So you just, it, 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 it respects both angles. That yes. Yes, these are the things you're feeling. Yes, yep. you can feel every bit of that. Mm-hmm. But it, it's also respecting the fact that at some point we're going to, we're going to strive for better. We're going to strive yep. for yes. healthy. We're going to strive mm-hmm. for more of Jesus. You know? Yeah. That's good. That's good. Let's leave it there. give you our tops and snots if you have to ask you won't get it all right Krissa, let me hear your tops okay my top this week is young kids singing worship songs okay so let me further that okay so my niece and nephew my my nephew is uh four, four. and my niece is six mm-hmm. um and my sister sent me and shout out to Deanna. Whoop, whoop. She's an avid fan. Um, <laughs> um, she sent me a video of their Christmas program at church yesterday. Oh. And they did Here I Am to Worship. Oh, man. Oh, here it comes. And We're getting missed. My, my niece, she's been singing on stage since she was three. And she has a three. S- very sweet little voice. She's three. incredibly talented. Incredible. Um, of course, she did her verse and it was beautiful and like, you know 
pitch perfect. And it was like, oh, that's so sweet. But then wasn't prepared for my nephew, uh, who is four <laughs> and still has a little bit of a speech impediment. And oh, I've funny. never, he's very musically inclined. Like he loves the drums, but I've yeah. never, he's never sung, never performed on stage. And he just went out there, night of the world. And I was like, <gasps> he's like Oh. Here I am to wash. No, oh. I was quit it. Done, so done, and I'm gonna put him out. I cried Ryan, like a prom, prom queen. There you go. Ryan, <laughs> like a prom Ryan queen. definitely Why cried. Is she crying. <laughs> Tears She's of joy. So excited. Tears of joy. <laughs> um, so yeah, anytime you get kids oh, yeah. singing worship songs, specifically worship songs, not yeah, just that's so good. Worship songs, it just does, and I think it's just honestly, I'm gonna get really spiritual, but I think it does something to the heart of God too. I think oh, that's the Holy Spirit yes, in us. Does. Just being yes, like, it does. okay, see, I knew Jared was gonna be, but I don't care because it's true. Um, so I'm, I'm going to give you my snot now. Yes, please. Um, my snot is, I'm just, I need to just prepare. Every so time snobby. I give any I snot or this top, is... Jared always rolls his eyes at me and I don't care. Um, I don't care. Don't care. My <laughs> snot this week is rewriting popular songs for advertising. Yeah. Cause that's stupid. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is. Okay. <laughs> and here's why. First of all, like when they first started doing it, you know, like a million years ago, Mm -hmm. it was kind of clever. You're like, oh, cool, boop, boop. But now it's, first of all, it's not clever anymore. And second of all, I always get excited when it's a song that I like that I haven't heard in a while. And I'm like, oh, yes. And then it's like, toilet paper. (laughs) And I'm like, no, this is not. Do you like it when the church does these things? I no, Because, you know, that used to be a big deal. Celebrate Jesus. Celebrate. Wait, that's a real song. Yeah, I know, but. That's that's came not from something else. Celebrate good times. Come on, that's where it came no, from. It I'm <laughs> telling you. <laughs> no, I had a whole album when I was a kid that was just remakes of popular songs. Um, um, you spin me round, right round, Jesus, right round. I like don't know. a record, like a record Jesus, just, right round, yeah. round. We did that in youth group though. Like worship to that. <laughs> Heather, you missed out the on thing, so much. Okay. And the thing in youth group, when you did that song, you took your sock off. Yes. And you spun it around your we head. We did that too. What it is, is nasty. that? Yes. Yeah, our sweaty, on. nasty song. Nobody and wants swing million it in the air. nasty teenage. Like, a bunch is, of 15-year-old boys. I feel boys. like Jesus, Jesus was like, but why? Like, <laughs> but why? I don't, that's not, I don't think that's honoring me with your sweaty sock. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I had a whole album. I'm trying to think of some of the other songs now. Um, oh, what is that? Is this uh, part of your snot? Now? No, we got off track, but I don't care. What's, um, that, uh, what's that one we used to do that? Dun, dun, da, da, dun, da, da, dun, da, dun, da, dun, 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 dun. Nobody knows. Anyways, that's a, that's a. That's a song too. Y'all wouldn't know. Oh, but what was it to say? Like, Believe it or not, I'm walking on water. Oh, no, that's, too <laughs> that's too much. I had a whole. Oh, oh. Uh, he'll be there for you. No, from friends. friends. Yes, it. all Stop. of the all of the good songs. Stop. Heather would walk out of church if she were like done. You will not take that song <laughs> out of it. Yeah. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, I did it his way. <laughs> Some Sinatra for you. Yeah, I've got. I've, I could go on for days because I literally grew up listening to the, those songs. I didn't know the original versions. I only know. The, so when my friends were like, "Oh, I love that song," I'm like, "Me too." And then I'd start singing. I'm like, "Nope, wrong version." Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> so okay, we can move on. All right. So, all right, did we get? 
Did we even get out? Yeah, in the advertising songs. Okay. Said, okay, rewriting okay, okay. songs for advertising. She got it <laughs> they got it. They got it. Heather. Ooh. Okay, so my tops. Jared needs to quit making those faces. Okay, so I don't know if y'all know this, but Taylor Swift, coming in clutch for 2020, releases a second album. And makes me feel like a big slacker, but um, yeah. she just <laughs> released a, she just released year. an album called Evermore. It's a sister album of folklore. If you haven't listened to that yet, Jared, sister album, uh, you need to listen to it. It's it's so good. It's so good. Do you like this one more or I don't I don't know. I can't. I like folklore. I, I like I will folklore. Say I like folklore better. Um, I, folklore is like right there, and Evermore is so good. And she's about to re-record. All the first set, her first seven albums, and I can't wait to oh, hear yeah. them because her voice has matured so oh, yeah. much, and I can't wait to see what she does with yeah, them. Is she changing whole... up like the way they sound, I or think... is she just like I because well, she's kind of like in the folk world? Yeah, knowing Taylor now. Swift, something's going to be different about them, mm-hmm. and this they're going to be even because better because of the lawsuit yeah. where she didn't own her music. What, mm-hmm. yeah, something about was it which is it Sony or is it Universal? Uh. I can't. I can't remember. One of the record companies. Yeah, they wouldn't sell them to her. Wouldn't give her her originals. Yeah. Oh wow. No. Bless you. Thank yes. you. They wouldn't. They would Anyways, they wouldn't sell them to her, but they sold them to someone else who is profiting off her. And now, so what? but there was a like certain amount of time, and now she can re-record. So it's going to be mm. really good. Wow. I'm excited. I'm, I'm good excited for you, Tay Tay. Good for you. Yeah. Jared. Um, <laughs> my snot. So what's going to be something else, but it's, now it's just Jared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. yes. So I did miss the Christmas podcast, and that is because COVID Ugh. struck the Partridge household. Um, and so my snot is COVID. It's quarantine. It's sick husbands. I love mm. you, Mike Partridge, but mm-hmm. when you're sick, it's hard. <laughs> and um, all of the things that go along with that COVID, y'all, it sucks. I know. It's terrible. I was so excited to see him at church yesterday. I gave him a big old hug. Ryan I hugged I, him for so long. I kissed Aww. him on the cheek through my he mask. Really Aww, that's <laughs> Maybe that's why he was feeling misty. It's just that yeah. love. Yes, oh, he, um, love. He's doing much better, but COVID, um, yeah. it was like a 50-50 split in our house. Mm-hmm. Um Three of, uh, two of our, uh, well, our granddaughter, one of our daughters, and Mike got it. Uh, myself, our oldest daughter, and Caitlin did not get it. So mm. it's so really we know weird. Lauren did get it? Lauren got it. We know, yeah. who, oh. we know who has the, the good genes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. you know, I was excited to see him because, you know, I was a little worried about him. He's yeah. he's yeah. high risk because he's got mm-hmm. heart. It's a little scary. Um, yeah. He's yeah. got a pacemaker? Yes, pacemaker defibrillator. Anyway. So Sorry. he, yeah. Super excited to see him. He'll listen to this and he in was, March. So he was, um, <laughs> he looked strong. He was a virile horse of a man. <laughs> that's a great quote. That's a great quote. Sorry, <laughs> Danny Duquette. All right, Jared tops. Oh, man, okay, my tops is another round of stimulus checks coming out. Yeah. Okay. Did y'all so hear about that? I no. did. But what? So, like, do we each get six hundred, yeah. or do we? Shut the front What about Joe? Does he get 600? Yes. Yes. He should. No. That's why it's on my tops. No. Yeah. Yeah. Each for kid? G- hey, for the rushing household. Yeah, that's we rushing, hey, rushing we'll, be, we'll be here all day gonna at Nato. We're heading to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. we're, going to, we're going to Disney World. How many more kids can we adopt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm excited about it. Wow. Yeah. So. I'm excited um, about it now. It's good. I'm glad they did it. Yeah. I yeah. feel like, because we still know people that, 
aren't back to their mm-hmm. profession. Oh yeah. yeah, you know because yeah. of things. Um, so it's just nice. It will be nice to get. So that I don't know who to thank, but thanks. Um, I don't know, but you need to stop playing with them chords. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you got a snot. Oh yeah, I have a snot. I just came up with it. Up. I just came up with it because of Heather, but it's Evermore. Is Which he hasn't snot. listened to. Just I haven't listened to it, but I know everything about it because Heather literally has been nonstop about this Taylor Swift album. Because it's so good. So I know everything about it. Everything. <laughs> and I heard a little something of Taylor was on, the, I don't know, it was a radio or something, and she was on there like, I usually don't do like a part two to my albums, but this just felt like needed a continuation. And so Jay, I was like, okay. Well, right okay, now. doesn't your wife also love Taylor? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So have you? has she not been playing it? No. Not with me, or I don't know. Oh, okay. Not with me, or she knows better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know The only thing we've been listening to is Reba. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, yeah. I want to give my tops to Snots now. Uh, so my tops is Fanny. Are is are are is it still our fanny packs? Our fa- fanny packs. Um, I got a fanny pack to go to Universal, and um, let me tell you, everybody had them. Number one. Uh, so number he one. Wasn't, I was, he wasn't out of style. No, I was not out of style. He was very on trend. I was very, very on trend. Mine was very trendy, too. We got it from the Walmart. We got it from the Walmart. The Walmart. Um, but I just love, like, I the when we came back, that week after we came back, I was like, I missed my fanny pack. Because I had everything right there. Just zip. It's, it's, if you're a six, oh. you got to get you a fanny pack. Yeah. It's the sixes. Just I had a little first aid kit in there. Yes. Um, my hand sanitizer, my yep. wallet, sunglasses. Sunglasses. Anything you can think of, I could put in there. <laughs> Couple snacks. <laughs> you can put snacks in there. <laughs> oh. He loved so, it. No, I love yeah, that you love packs. it. That's beautiful. Yeah. He's such a dad. Yeah! Wow, Did you have those short shorts on. <laughs> one week, one day, one day I did. he did have some shorty shorts. shorts on. One day I had some shorty shorts, and on. you had your little hat on. Yeah, little ball cap. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll punch you in the face. I love, love everything about it. <laughs> and my snot is actually that I don't have a snot because it could always be worse. Uh, No, my snot I'm going to say toxic positivity Is my snot I see it all over Facebook Especially when we're about to go into 2021 And I'm blessed and highly favored And da 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 